0: Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us life. We thank you, Father, for calling us righteous. Thank you, Father, for for justifying us by the blood of Jesus. God, we thank you that everybody that you have here today at this appointed time, Father, that they would just receive, God, they would walk out differently than when they came in with hope, having met hope. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Let the church say amen all right let's bounce back yeah sometimes we go through some stuff man sometimes things are out of our control like some of the stuff that happens to us uh, is not something we wanted like we didn't try to make it happen right but but god doesn't want you to ever ever there's one thing that i know for sure that your father in heaven doesn't want you to ever fall under there's one thing i know and i'm going to show it to you it's found in galatians ready let me This is very interesting. June is not here. Dwayne's not here. Anybody want to uh, attempt to go up there? Anybody want to stand up and read it? Thanks, Ben. Yeah, it's on the computer up there. You may just have to click on it. Patty can figure it out. Maybe the battery died. this bad for him. Come on. Don't be talking back to me. I'm the pastor. I'm like the Pope up here, alright? <laughs> 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 Y'all just got saved because I was about ready to throw down some uh, some lyrics on you. But uh, let's go to Galatians 3. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Christ has redeemed us. That's past tense. We've been bought back. From the curse of the law. Now, is, what's the next slide? Is, is if if we have to be obedient in order to receive the blessings, then why is there a curse? Because if you're obedient, there should be no curse. Amen. But there is a curse. The curse is when you try to when you try to believe and when you try to stand upon the law by doing right by by keeping the law that that's going to bring the blessings on you. Then you're still under the curse. Because you're trying to get it by the law. You can't do it. Nobody could. Amen? What's the next one, Patty? Oh, yeah. Go back to that one. Because this is a good question. Go back to the one before that thing. Thank you. If I sound rude, I'm not trying to be rude. Really? Go to the next one. I'm just joking. Can a Christian fall under the curse? Is that possible? Is it possible for a Christian to fall under the curse? And the answer is yes. Yes, even in Galatians 1, Paul talked about it. He said he pronounced a double curse on those who would go back to the law. If you're still trying to preach the law, if you're still trying to keep the law in order to be justified, then you're under the curse, but it's not from God. The curse has been taken care of through the body of Christ. The curse comes on you in your own head. Satan tries to get up in there, man, and he's like... He's like, hey, man, you just, you just cussed out somebody in traffic, man. How can you call yourself a Christian, right? And he tries to beat you down. He tries to condemn you. But that, that's exactly the way you bounce back and say, wait a minute. I'm not condemned. And Christ has forgiven me for that. Amen? And people, religious people say, hey, that's not how it works. That is exactly how it works. you got to know that you're forgiven. That's your starting point. As soon as something happens. The way you bounce back is you got to remember, hey, Christ died for my sin. I'm not condemned. God's not holding this against me. And now you're able to get back up. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. Amen. He bounces back up. All right. Next slide, please. So this is just, this is, the verse is right before that because I want to keep it in context. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. If you are under the works of the law, you fall under the curse. That could be a Christian or a non-believer. If you try to, to be blessed by the by your works, by keeping the Ten Commandments. How many of you guys have ever kept the Ten Commandments? Right. How, many, how many of you guys memorized them just to get a candy bar? Yeah. Can you, can you say all ten of them right now? In order. You can't. For a candy bar? I got some crackers. <laughs> That's funny, for a candy bar. You probably could for a candy bar. But next week, right? Now don't go home and study the law. So basically, for as many, for as many in the, in, in, in the Greek literally means whoever. Whoever is trying to keep the works of the law, you're under the curse. It doesn't say if you break one of them, you're under the curse. It's if you're trying to work them. Isn't that Interesting. I always read it as man, if you break the Ten Commandments, you're under the curse. That says, literally, if you're trying to work, if you're trying to keep them, you're under the curse. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law. That's why you're under the curse, because you can't keep them all. That's the that's the thing. You, you, can, you cannot be cursed in the Old Covenant if you keep them all. But what's the problem? Nobody could. That's why Jesus came. He's the only one that could. Amen. All right. uh, But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. That's what we that's why we speak. That's why we we preach this because it's so important to know that man faith to God is us believing what Christ did for us. That's great faith. And so he's saying the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith. But the man who does them, he's got to live by them. Got to keep all of them. If you are trying to please God by your works and you're okay with keeping the first one, the second one, the third one, you break the 10th one. You broke them all. You broke them all. And and that's why Christ came. That's the whole reason they were given like that because God knew nobody could do it. Right? Anybody covet? You're going to leave a brother hanging by himself. All y'all covet. Bert, you covered my hair. <laughs> Dwayne covers my muscles. <laughs> He's over Just like that. Actually, I, when it's hot outside, I cover your head, man. It's too thick up in here. Can we get back? Oh, yeah, this ain't working. Thank you, Patty. I didn't say next, though. We'll be trying to understand what's happening up here, all right? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> all right, go to the next one. Sorry. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> and the scripture, this is just a couple verses before, right? And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, In you all the nation shall be blessed. All the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed. With believing Abraham. Here's the thing. Abraham lived over 450 years before the law. And he was blessed with believing. He wasn't blessed by keeping the law. He wasn't blessed by doing the right thing. Because Abraham was not perfect. Amen? He was not perfect. He lied twice. We talk about that all the time. About his wife. Right? Said it was, he, he was afraid he was going to die. He said, hey, that's my sister. Take her. She's like, I'll be back. I'm going to kick you. Up. All right, next slide. I think it's a statement. Yeah, righteous by faith. If you're righteous by faith, if you know you're righteous by faith, you are blessed. If you're trying to get it by the works of the law, you're cursed. You're cursed. And it's not God doing the cursing. Because the curse has been taken care of. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. It doesn't say Christ will redeem us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So the only way the curse comes on you is if you let it come on you. If you let it come on you. But as far as God's concerned, no more curse. No more generational curse. Because you are blessed with believing. Amen? All right, what we got next? I do not like not being in control and having to ask. So you're going to you're witnessing humility right up here. Me submitting. No, it's all good, man. Hey, God's got a beautiful plan, Amen. And nothing happens people will say, "Man, look at Satan trying to do stuff, man. Satan has no control. God is in control. This didn't catch God by surprise." Amen. He's got a beautiful plan. So Back to this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. That's what happened. We are redeemed. Say, I'm redeemed. You are brought back from the curse of the law. There's no more curse for you if you've accepted Jesus Christ. That's it. It's the bottom line. And it's not that God puts the law back on you. You put the law back on yourself. Amen? All right. Now, what's next? Oh, so this is what we got to say. So instead of saying, uh, instead of saying, man, I'm, I'm like, you know how the enemy will come to you? Sometimes you don't need the enemy to do it. You do it to yourself. I can't believe I just did that. I can't. Or here's a good one. Um, God, if you just, if you just take this headache away, I will never do this again. No way. You? sweet little you nobody's ever been over the toilet saying that prayer hey we're just keeping it real up here right it happens it happens i ain't trying to brush nothing over but see that's the point where 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 you condemn yourself and you're saying god you're, you're telling god hey let me prove it to you i'll do it and then what happens the very next night You're back in the same position. You know why? Because you told God, I will never do it. You're you're trying to work for it. You can't do it. And now when you're leaning over the toilet, just, just say, thank you, God, for not condemning me. I'm telling you, condemnation leads to repetition, guilt, shame. That's why you keep doing the same thing over and over again, because you're trying to get out of it by proving to God that you can. And I'm here to tell you, you can't. You just submit to the fact that he loves you right where you are. Dirty. He loves you right where you are. And that, when you focus on that, his love for you, that's what will change. That's what will change your habits. That's what the Bible says. It's the goodness of God that will lead men to repent. Change your mind. It's his goodness. It's not you. It's his goodness that will lead you to change your ways. Amen. So you got to say this: I have the blessings of Abraham all the time because the Bible says we have the blessings of Abraham because of what Christ did. He redeemed us from the curse. Right now, where we are, we have the blessings of Abraham in my body, in my marriage, in my health, in my children, etc., etc., etc. How's that dude say it? Huh? Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. What's the name of that movie? Huh? Split. Did y'all see that? It's about a, a dude that splits. <laughs> I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying I thought that was the funniest part of the whole movie, man. Et cetera, et cetera. That cat was crazy. Anyway, you got to say, I have the blessings." Say it. Of Abraham. You know why we can say that? Because we're told to say that. We have the blessings. We're not trying to get them. We have them. And we're going to see them later. All right, next, week. Uh, Deuteronomy 27 this is my favorite part of the whole sermon it's going to blow your mind you guys like the Hebrew stuff see Jesus like hidden in there you're going to love this Deuteronomy 27 1 now Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people saying keep all the commandments which I command you today let me tell you something they're under law we are not under law not today the Bible tells us in Romans you are not under law but under grace amen and when you understand the Bible says you you when you understand that you're under law, you're under grace and not under law, sin will lose its power in your life. That goes against everything I heard growing up in the church. And when I say growing up, I don't mean I went to church from like I meant growing up like I went to church when Kelly took me to church. That was the first time I've been back to church in a long time, man. Long time, because I didn't want anything to do with God. Because my mom got cancer and I couldn't understand why she got cancer she went to church I'm like well if you're gonna get cancer when you're trying to do the right thing what's the point in trying to do the right thing I didn't see him as a loving God I didn't see him as someone and then I realized that it wasn't God that gave my mom cancer right we're in this world it's a fallen world but it took me 20 years to get over that and I met Kelly in college at night And and she said uh, she wouldn't go out with me on a date unless I went to church first. I'm like, (laughs) what did I say, Dennis? You remember? Anybody remember? Well, it was more along the lines of whatever you're hot, so I'll go do whatever you want to do. Literally, that was it. And then we did actually go on a date, but then Jennifer came with us, so it wasn't. She was our chaperone, and I went honky tonk dancing, and I'm from the ghetto. Boy, I tore that place up. Like, who's that? <laughs> Is that how it went down? It's not how it went down. I was like, I can't do this, man. How, did, how in the world? Okay. Um. Oh, let's go back to scripture whenever you get lost. <laughs> So let's go back to scripture. I was telling you guys, man, that I, when my mom got cancer, man, it took me forever. I ran from God like crazy. I didn't want anything to do with him. And then I figured out, man, that he is good. I figured out that, that, that what I was doing wasn't working and it was just repetition and it just took a time out, man. And and then I figured out every pastor I heard was telling me, man, you got to do good in order to get good. If you do bad, you're going to get bad. That's how God works. That's not how God works. God says, even if you do bad, you get the best that heaven had to offer. You get Jesus. So you got to get out of that mindset that God punishes you. He put it on Jesus. So when bad things happen to you, it's not because of you. We're in a fallen world. But you got to say, man, every single time, man, that God is good. He's good in every situation. God is even good in the bad situations. Because we tend to say God is good in the good situations. But in the bad situations, we also got to say God is good. He's faithful. Amen. All right, go skip down just because of time. We're going to skip to verse 11. This is awesome. Two mountains that we're going to talk about here. Two mountains found in Deuteronomy 27. And Moses commanded the people on the same day saying, These shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. When you have crossed over the Jordan, six tribes six tribes Simeon, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Ishakar, Joseph, and Benjamin and these shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Dan, and Natalia. So six tribes on each mountain. There's two mountains and they're both on the other side of the the Jordan but I want to show you something here. It's really cool man. It's going to blow your mind. So look at this. They, They had to On Mount uh, Gerizim, it says that these shall stand on Mount Gerizim to what? To bless the people. But when you drop down to verse 13, and these shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse. Notice it doesn't say something. It doesn't say the people. Even though it it implies that, and that's what will happen. Here's the cool thing about it is this shows God's heart. He doesn't want to curse the people. It's who he is. He's a God of love. He truly is. But he will have to back in the day because they were under law. They didn't have Jesus. We have Jesus. Amen. And so I, I love the part that, that that part sticks out as well. What's the next slide? Is that the definition, the Hebrew definition? Oh, Mount Gerizim means to bless. Y'all saw that, right? And then Matt, Mount uh, Ebal means to curse. All right, what's the next one? Boom! Cross the Jordan. Oh yeah! No, he had to cross the Jordan. Now all of them crossed the Jordan, but only one of them, or only six of them, only half of them. Y'all gonna get distracted and be like me throwing up the wrong numbers. Start throwing up gang signs up here, boy. All right. So half of them, it says, cross the Jordan. That word is a bar. It means to pass through the parts of victim in covenant. That's the other place it's used. Do you remember when God caused Abraham to fall asleep? And he made a covenant. He ended up cutting an animal up. And that's how they did it back in the day, right? They would cut an animal up and they would put one part here, one part here, apart from each other. And then they would walk through it to make a covenant. They would walk through it. They would shake hands. And then when you did that, as you walk through it, you're basically saying, hey, if I break this covenant with you, may I end up like this victim, this sacrifice. That's That's how they did it back in the day. You can read about it in your Bible, right? So God caused Abraham to fall asleep. Because God knew Abraham couldn't keep his part. So God went ahead and did it himself and made a covenant with Abraham. Isn't that cool? That's God's love for people. So this word, cross the Jordan, is the same word used in that Bible story. So the reason why they were able to bless is because they crossed the Jordan. They entered into a new covenant. A victim had been uh, uh, acknowledged. So crossing the Jordan is understanding what christ did for you the sacrifice he did amen by the way uh when when god made the new covenant for us today when jesus was on the cross he was hanging between what two people and i believe it goes back to that story where god and caused abraham to fall asleep because jesus came while the world was sleeping Everything lines up. It's all about Christ, man. It's, it's so beautiful to see how God knew all this before it actually happened, right? So that word, cross the Jordan, literally means uh, to pass through. So they passed through. They went to Mount Gerizam, and they were ready to bless the people because they crossed over the Jordan. It doesn't say that on Mount Ebal. They didn't cross the Jordan, even though they did, because you had to. Both those mountains were on, on the other side of the Jordan. But that's why I say some Christians can fall under the curse. When you forget about what Christ did for you. What else happened in the Jordan? Christ was baptized. He was baptized in the river Jordan. In in other words, it's a symbolic of him dying and rising again. So when you see the Jordan up there, when you cross over the Jordan, you can't get anything unless you first respect the fact that Christ died for you and rose again. And that's how we're blessed. In fact, I'll show you this in Hebrew. This is going to blow your mind, man. It, I was like, "Whoo." So, when 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 uh the Bible says and Jesus says, "I am the Alpha and the Omega." You remember he said that in the book of Revelation? Who is he talking to? Who wrote the book of Revelation? John. They were both what nationality? Hebrew. They would not have been speaking Greek. They would not say I'm the Alpha and the Omega. That's Greek. What would they have said? What would Christ have said? What's the first letter in the Hebrew? Olive. What's the last letter? Ta. So Jesus would have said to John, I am the Olive and the Ta. Yes, Hebrew, first and last. Right? Even though Revelation is written in Greek, Jesus Jesus was not Greek. He was Hebrew and he was speaking to John, another Hebrew. Are you with me? So check this out. If you look at this verse in Hebrew, it, it tells you see how it says these shall stand to bless the people on Mount Gerizim when you have crossed over the Jordan. See it? And the Hebrew letters are right. or The Hebrew number is beside it. The Hebrew uh, spelling is in this column. But you see right there where there's no English. See those two letters. What do you think that is? Olive and Top. And it goes untranslated. And because people don't know how to translate it, they don't know what it is. But I'm going to suggest to you, because I heard this from another pastor that I respect that it says that's the that's the signature of Jesus. Olive Toph. In other words, you shall stand to bless who's doing the blessing? Jesus. The people on Mount Gerizim, when you have crossed over jesus the jordan jesus died in the jordan he rose again in the jordan that's what it's all about so when you see that untranslated up there you got to know that who's doing the blessing jesus is and how is he able to bless because he died and rose again amen next if you look at verse 13 in hebrew you don't see that you don't see it you know why because christ took the curse he doesn't curse he took the curse even when he was on earth and he was under law, he didn't give people leprosy. Did he? He didn't make people sick. He didn't kill people. Could he have? Just by looking at them. Do what it fell out. Can you imagine getting the evil eye from Jesus? <laughs> You don't have to because he never will, right? He doesn't curse people. He doesn't give people diseases. It's the exact opposite. So when you think you have to keep the law in order to be blessed, you are removing the Jordan. You're removing what Christ did. And God doesn't like that. He wants you to edify Jesus, lift him up, glorify Jesus. Amen? Because he loves people. And when there's somebody up here on stage that's telling people how bad they are, do you think God's happy with that? I grew up thinking that's the only thing pastors did. You know why? Because I always thought the pastor knew what I was doing. Because he'd say something, and he's speaking to 400 people, but he'd say something. I mean, like, dang, he knew what I did last night. Right? And we'd always use what phrase? He stepped on my toes. Like it was a good thing. We'd go, man, you really stepped on my toes, man. Were you there last night? Right? And my pastor probably did because I was dating his daughter at the time. (laughs) You talk about pressure. I had to drop her like a bad habit, boy. God bless her. Hey, we're going to have to take that out somehow. Can you edit that? Because she lives in Texas and she might find this on Facebook. Um, and the Levites shall speak with a loud voice. So now we're going down. We just saw what happens. They're blessed on Mount Gerizim and they're cursed on Mount Ebal. The next verse. And the Levites shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel. The Levites are the go-between. They're the pastors, right, of the, of the group. Cursed is the one who makes a carved or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say... Amen. That's what they did. So, and, and look, curse is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt, and the people say amen. Now, it, you can go, let's just skip through the rest of them, Patty, I'll tell you. See this one? Curse is the one who moves his neighbor's landmark. People shall say amen. Curse is the one who makes the blind wander off the road. Who would do something like that? <laughs> Y'all watch this. <laughs> all right and all the people, i didn't even notice that that's kind of funny i mean it's not funny and all the people shall say amen curse is the one who who perverts the justice due the stranger the fatherless and the widow and all the people say amen next one all right we're not gonna go through all those but you can see all the curses and what do the people say amen they're believing the curse and the next one should be the Cursed, cursed, amen, amen, amen. And then finally, verse 26 is what I wanted to get to. All right. Did it not have verse 26 up there? Oh, there it is. Sorry. All right, look at this one. Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law, and all the people shall say amen. Now, this is where Paul got it from in Galatians, because you're cursed if you don't keep all the law. And all the people were saying amen, amen. Now, they had a chance to be blessed or they had a chance to be cursed and why don't we see the blessings all we see right out of the gate are curse 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 because they didn't have Jesus and when you don't have Jesus and you're under the law you are you wind up on the curse side you do that today you can be a Christian today and you can forget what Christ did for you on the cross and you can be condemned and cursed in your head can't you even though it's not for you. It's not God cursing you. Look at that. Under the law, you will always end up on the curse side. Always. Because it's based on your effort. And none of us can do it. Amen? So stop trying to do it. In other words, stop trying to, to please God. Stop trying your hardest. Stop trying to give your best effort. You got you to bring your best when you come to church. <laughs> none of us should show up. Amen? You got to come and receive the best. Jesus, that's the only way we can do it. He took our place. He stands in our place. He died for us and rose for us so that we could be blessed. That's why it says we're redeemed from the curse. And there's too many people, Christians, living under the curse still. Too many people that think that God is going to bring destruction on them in in three forms, right? You're like, something happens. My AC broke. I'm like, what's next? There's got to be two more things because I grew up thinking bad things happen in threes. Anybody else do that? Yeah. All right. Uh, So Galatians 3.13. Man, you are good, Patty. What is Juna doing over there on Sundays? So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's from verse 26 in Deuteronomy 27. He's like because you can't keep it. Curses everyone who hangs on a tree and if you can't keep all the law? You remember in verse 26, every word, if you can't do it you're cursed. But Christ has redeemed us from that. Look at Joshua 8:33. Completely different book. I want you to see this. Then all Israel with their elders and officers and judges stood on either side of the ark before the priests, the Levites who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the stranger as well as he who was born among them. Half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim and the other half of them in front of Mount Ebal. One was the bless, one was the curse. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded before That they should bless the people of Israel. And this is awesome because it never happened, but it shows God's heart. You know why it never happened? Because they couldn't keep all the law. But here it says that Moses commanded them to bless the people. God's heart is to bless people. That's who he is. Not just church people. He wants them to know they're blessed too. They're blessed with believing though. We got to tell them who Christ is and what he really did for them. We can't tell them how bad they are. That's not going to help anybody. People told me how bad I was all the time. And I became that person. You become what you receive. My principal in high school told me that I would grow up and sell drugs. You know what? If I heard that all the time, that's what I became. Can you guys understand that? The more you... The more you receive stuff coming in from the world, you are not what the world says you are. You're who God says you are. The whole time God had a plan for me, but I was listening to everybody else, including myself. Can't listen to that. You, you got to understand that God has redeemed you through the blood of Christ. And that gives you the power to go out and be who God wants you to be. Instead of trying to waller around in it and try to figure it out. God's got a beautiful plan for us. Amen. So I love the fact that even though that never happened, God wanted to bless them. Now, this is it right here. We'll finish up here. 2 Corinthians 1. But as God is faithful. You remember all the people were saying what? Amen to all the curses. Because they were under law. Amen to the curses. Well, I want you to see something here. But as God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him was yes for all. Say all. All means what? You know what all means in Greek? All. All. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Listen. Whenever you get, if you can figure this out, if you can just figure this out, if every promise that God made, if you say yes and amen, God gets the glory and you get the blessing. That's how it works. But if you say, wait a minute, I don't deserve that, God. You can't give it to me and you're trying to be all humble. That's false humility. Amen. It's false humility. Say, no, God, I don't want it. I'd be like, well, give me his, Lord. Because I know I don't deserve it, but I know you freely give it. I know I can't work for it. I can't earn it. That's how much you love me. You bless me with the blessings of Abraham, not because of me, but because by faith I know what Christ did for me. Amen? And we got to get to a point, guys, where we stop thinking we're going to be cursed because we've done something bad. Because you're removing the cross. Because Christ became a curse for you. It was a powerful event. It changed. It changed everything. It changed time. I mean, it changed everything. And the blood still covers us today. That's good news. Amen. That was a great spot for an amen. The blood still covers us today. All right, last thing. This last thing. So we don't have to go through this, but you need to go home and read this. Because Deuteronomy 28, the next chapter, tells you what the blessings are. It also lists all the cursings after this. But you know what? The curses aren't for us. Why? We just saw Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. This is what you get when you are under the blessings of Abraham. We got to know this stuff because this, it's important. Otherwise, the enemy gets in our head, we get in our head and we think we don't deserve it. And I'm just going to tell you you don't, but you get it because of God's love for you. Alright, and these blessings shall come upon you. Not maybe, shall come upon you and overtake Woo, come on now. Who wants to be overtaken by the blessings of God? Like like you can't pick them all up. You try. Anybody been in a money machine with the air blowing? <laughs> That's what I picture when I see that. It's like I'm trying to get all the blessings, Lord. Right? Do you know if you just stand still like this and don't move around, but just stand here? Like they'll all I saw it on YouTube. If you ever get a chance to do that. Next time you're in a money machine. Because <laughs> you know what happens all the time. Uh, and these blessings shall overtake you blessed, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. See, now, when it says obey there, they're in the law. But today, the way we obey is to say thank you for Jesus. That's how we obey. We obey by faith that Christ did something for us. Amen? So that's how we do that. Blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in Fort White. Amen? That means wherever you go, it doesn't matter if you're in the city, it doesn't matter if you're in the country, you are blessed. Um. Oh, blessed shall you be the fruit of your body. Need I say more? And the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase, even your dogs and cats are blessed. That's how much God loves you. Amen? Your cattle uh, and the offspring of your flock. See? Blessed shall you be in your basket and kneading bowl. You know what that means? Anybody know what that means? I mean, you collect what? You collect bread, right? Back then, you had a kneading bowl and you knead it. it, Guess what? If there was a famine or something, there would be be no need for kneading. Right? There would be nothing there. But here it says, your baskets will be full. And what does bread represent for us today? Life. Amen? All right, you want to go ahead? <laughs> that is like, we got to go. I'm just joking. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall be when you go out. I pray this every Sunday for you. You come in blessed, you'll walk out blessed. Amen? Um, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. God wants you to see it happen.